psychoanalyze me. You won't like me when I'm psychoanalyzed. I pay your salary. You know what, ma'am? Yes, you do. I love the sound of your voice right now. That's because I'm already drunk. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Does the skin look red and swollen? That's what she said. That's my joke. Damn it, Dwight. All right. Is it recording now? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to say it's it's recording that is sort of like apropos, <laughs> apropos to this episode to say well, we're broadcasting now, Ron. All right. We're uh, adjust adjust the rabbit ears on your set. It's a race. Special edition. I can even throw in some like staticky sounds right now to make it seem idea. like we're, someone's Trying tuning us in. You should do yeah. like yeah, yeah, like HBO. I love that. I love that beginning. You love that beginning on HBO for everything. The I love the beginning on this podcast. The chime. Yeah. This, this movie schmovie podcast. Oh. Movie schmovie, Steve. Oh, not today. <laughs> not yeah. today. Well, the, so that you know you're at the right podcast that you yes. hopefully subscribe oh, yeah. to. You've downloaded movie. But Shmoovie. now appearing as. Mm-hmm. Movie Schmovie is TV Schmovie. Finally, finally. One point Yep. Uh, I'm John Walker. I'm Ronald. J- do we do we not do last names? <laughs> You're just the J, Ronald. Yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> James. This is one of those times where Ronald has a hard time finishing a thought, <laughs> like his name. Yeah. It's like, should I give my whole government name away? Because many people your, look me your up. government name. <laughs> yeah, my my street name is Boosie. Oh, Boosie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works. And I guess the, I don't know you, AFK. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Boom roasted. That's a fall. That's a fallback. It's a callback I like to last that. week's ep ep. <laughs> Ep, ep, ep. Why are you just dropping it all in this one, John? <laughs> Mini callbacks. <laughs> but yes, TV Shmeevy. Uh, we don't just watch films. We also watch things that are filmed for television. Yeah. And I'd like to say, man, before we start this, I think that we are embarking. We have embarked upon, I'd say in the last two, three years, on what many would consider the golden age of TV, television. I'd say like four. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying what TV stood for. Because for a second there, I was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" What is TV? What is TV? <laughs> TV blew my mind. Is TV or television, as some would have, it. <laughs> as our parents recall, yeah. or the idiot box, the idiot box, boob tube, boob tube. Uh, but yeah, the last four. My, man, Henry four calls years. it the big screen. The big screen, as compared to the iPad, which is a little screen. Uh, okay. And the movie theater is the really big screen. <clears throat> gotcha. But gotcha. yeah, so the big screen, the the, I think that yeah, I've heard that a lot of people have said that Ronald that like, and I even feel this way. And mm-hmm. in fact, I would say before I started doing this uh, podcast with you guys, I was sort of I would I saw a lot of movies, but still, yeah. I dribs and drabs. I wasn't staying as plugged in as I have been yeah. when, when I know we're gonna have to talk about stuff. Sure. And I, if you'd asked me a, a year ago where the best story is being told, hands down, I would have said television over yeah. movies. You know, I, I, I think that now that I've seen a lot more movies recently and I've tried to get back into to that kind of regular viewing of them, there's a certain type of story that does really well in that, that tight format of a movie. Yeah, definitely. But the type of storytelling you get on television uh, in general now, there's all these, uh, you know, they're serialized shows, so it's not like you're watching episode after episode. You're really watching one story play out over a season in a lot of cases with with these shows. Definitely. And it's just, yeah, there's great character development, great writing, great filmmaking, and uh, and you know, there's been a ton of shows 
recently that would fit that mold of just, it's like watching a movie every week. What are some of your favorites right now, um, Ronald? Right now. Uh, my favorites that are airing right now. Right now, literally, that are airing uh, at 9.21 p.m. Yeah, people should Thursday. be watching as opposed uh, to listening to us. Mad Men, uh, I'm watching that like crazy. Veep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, the mini project just ended. Unfortunately, uh, Happy Endings just ended. I'm a huge fan of that. I think that it's a travesty, travesty that that show got canceled. So is Happy Endings a show that they they might pick up? I mean, is, is there has there been talk of another network picking it up? Anything. There's been rumors that USA might pick it up. Well, that would be neat. That would yeah. be neat. It's, it's too witty of a show. It's too smart of a show, too great of a show to kind of fall victim to cancellation when there's so many things that are shitty and terrible that... Just kind of make so it. that's an ABC show. Uh, Happy yeah, Endings, yeah, it is ABC it was, show. Yeah. It is a was yeah. an ABC show. Um, and I'm also watching Vice, which is the documentary sort of show that that's up on HBO. I think every Friday, documentary style, guerrilla style mm-hmm. filming. I mean, so wait, we, we you were watching t- uh, a documentary about a terrorist um, on MBT. They talk about this man. They have a couple people. That know of this person. Vice would talk to his right hand man. They would talk to the kids that produce the guns in the Middle East. They would talk to the people that are failed suicide bombers. These are things that like normally are pretty pretty hard for people. Did to they talk to get. any successful suicide bombers just to balance it out? <laughs> right? No, unfortunately, no. That'd hmm. be in why bits. are those guys so hard to get <laughs> they're interviews in with? <laughs> they're in bits. They're in dog food. I have yet to see. I love that Ronald answered that question. <laughs> right. <laughs> I turned a rhetorical question into a not, not so rhetorical And just because I've got my pen out now, TV stands for what now? Television. 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 Okay. Is that like a telephone? <laughs> I never... It is. Oh, one more. One more. There's a British show called Miranda um, that one, many would say is like the British 30 Rock. Uh, it is um, about... Who are these many? <laughs> many. Uh, British people. His friend Minnie. Oh, oh Minnie Johnson. Minnie, she's yeah. a good girl. Yeah. Um, it stars Minnie Mar- Pearl, Miranda Hart, and it's basically about her life. Um, it has a little, it's a little slapsticky element to it, but it's it's really just about her life and dating and not being afraid to be embarrassed. She's she's a very tall woman who could be confused as a guy, which is a kind of recurring joke mm-hmm. during the course of it. She's not traditionally pretty. Which is interesting because the guy that she dates is he looks like a model almost. So it's it's interesting to see that role reverse. You normally have the big fat dude marrying the beautiful woman, a la mm-hmm. what is it, King of King of Queens. Yeah. Things like that. That dynamic is tried and true. But to see it kind of reversed, not to say that she's ugly and fat, she's not. Mm-hmm. But you know, that just trying to kind of role reversal is incredible. It's really funny. Um, Miranda, if you ever check out a UK show. So those are the shows I'm I'm currently what are, watching. What are some of your favorites currently oh, airing? Oh, I was going to say Steven. Veep also. Um, Veep has found his stride, man. I yeah, meant to say that. It got renewed just now, or recently, for a third season, too, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's it's nearing the end of its second season now, so if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely hit up Veep. Uh, and actually, it's cool. It's, some, it's like filmed partially in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I know we, yeah. when I was at Apple, and Ronald, you're still there, but like there were people like uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus and Matt... Uh, Oh, he plays her PR lead in the, oh, in the show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's he came hilarious. in the show. He came Matt in the Walsh. Sto- Matt Walsh. Yeah, he came really, in the show. Really, really funny uh, actor. Yeah. <laughs> but a really funny show. Awesome. Great 
Great humor. Um, Were you a fan of um, any of uh, Armando Iannucci's other things? Like, did you see the movie In the Loop that he yes. directed? Oh, yes. I love that movie. Awesome. Hilarious film. Absolutely. And, I love and that film. Th- that world of these, these incredibly intelligent, snarky characters like there's so many great insult lines yeah. in those in that movie and in that show uh, i haven't seen any of the second season of veep yet but last year i marathoned the the first one after it aired and i'll probably do the same yeah well uh, but yeah pretty airtight concept that show's got a great cast it does. Um, the other one i was going to th- throw out that i have a an animated film or animated series excuse me i'm still adjusting to the whole tv movie i know uh a filmed gr- entertainment yeah right exactly it's called <clears throat> it's called gravity falls oh yes have you great. guys ever heard um, of this oh i love it what the hell? This this show is awesome. Like yeah. I came across Gravity it like a couple months Falls. ago, and I have all the episodes, and they're like slowly still releasing them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I see on my like little queue, they pop up every like other week. Some new one comes up, but um, yeah, it's like yeah. it's like Fringe meets Twin Peaks. Meets Absolutely, Freaks and Geeks. Kinda, That's it, dude. Yeah. It's like all those awesome shows that got canceled. That is such a cult type of show. Yeah, put in an animated, fun, funny, uh, cartoon. Kristen um, Shaw is it? Oh. And it also has one of the best uh, catchy themes of, of any show airing right now. Great animated show. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely worth checking out. Wow. Um, it's on Disney. It's on the Disney Channel, I think, really? right? Yeah, Disney. Wow. Yeah. Do you watch Adventure Time? That was a random. Oh yeah, well, yeah you Absolutely. guys always talk oh, about I'm that. Oh, I'm a yeah. hardcore Adventure Time fan. But definitely check out Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Yeah, you'll love it. I know I mentioned it to you before, and you just probably wrote it okay. off as me not know what I'm talking about. But is it um, is it on Netflix? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. It, it's on the other source. Okay. Um, gotcha. The last one I'm I was going to say, which is one I had no clue I was going to really buy into, uh, and that's uh. The new Hannibal series. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Um, Damn it, I want to watch that so on badly. NBC. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, like it's it, like, and it's gr- it's like really got me in. Like since like episode six, I think, or five or six. It's just totally kicked into me. I can't wait to, to see the next episode. I know it's it's coming very out tonight. stylized. Yeah. It's gorgeous. One of the better looking shows on television right now, oh, and it's so like stylized is the right word for it. In that it's got this kind of heightened reality to it. Right. But Mads Mikkelsen's performance as Hannibal is so restrained and subtle, and so much less over the top. Yeah. So much less over the top. So much. So much below the top <laughs> compared to um, Anthony Hopkins' performance. He plays the character with this this methodical kind of suaveness that it's really chilling. He's a really fascinating character. I mean, you do kind of know who Hannibal Lecter is, and the and the show doesn't try to pretend that we don't know who he is right. but at this point in the show he's only you know seven eight episodes in he's only shown some of that kind of ferocity and and you know and when you see it it's it's awesome yeah it's incredible because you see that like glimpse into some of the character that you know like it, it serves as more of like a prequel to to like red dragon if you just accept that when you tell a story and you reboot it with new performers and new storytellers you're telling a different version of the story sure um like red dragon and silence of the lambs are pretty much perfect suspense novels. I mean, those books you can't put down, and everything that's great about those movies is in those books. What the Hannibal show has done is found a way to stick to the material that's in the books, but also deviate from it in a way that, as someone who's read the books, I don't sit down every week and know exactly what's going to happen. And in sure. that sense, it's it's a really cool kind of, it's its own thing. 
I want to. I want to see it. Well, it, you're you're gonna like it. it I it, have the pilot episode. I just need to sit down. I and love. Watch. I loved anything. Pretty much anything Brian Fuller's done on TV. Like I loved uh, Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies and, was uh, so good. Was it, was it Dead Like Me? Yeah, uh, good, really good show. I love Pushing Daisies. They like me. I really liked, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just it's just a gorgeous show. I mean, absolutely the best looking network TV show there is right now. Period. Mm-hmm. At least of what I've seen. I watch a lot of TV, but mm-hmm. um, just a great, great show. I mean, I, like I'm not a, I'm not like I couldn't I can't say that I have read all the books, mm-hmm. but just as a fan of the films, yeah. um, more so of Manhunter than Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, just really cool seeing how it's kind of being set up, and like you said, when you really feel the moment that they have leveled out and really are uh, working together, you know, like in, in episode six-ish. It, yeah. it, you, you see where they're going to go with this show and how kind of cool and crazy it could really get. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and you, awesome. see, you see Hannibal as a character that if typically kills people who inconvenience him. Absolutely. And you see him really going against that nature with this FBI profiler, who he has to recognize could be a threat to him one day. But yep. he really likes the guy. It, it, yeah, it's challenging, I think, what his M.O. is for the most part. Right. It's cool. It's really cool. cool. And it just got renewed for second season, too. Oh, so. it did get renewed. It did, well, yeah. That's incredible. That's yeah, incredible. for 13, that, seasons, for it, 13 episodes. Never have I been more kind of on pins and needles about like a show like this where I really like what they're doing right now, but the notion of them not getting a second season to kind of spread out and keep doing what they're doing, I was a little, I was bummed to think that it might disappear just because of low. And you more start to think when we talk about some of the other shows that we're going to bring up, it's that you know when you find that show that's kind of edgy enough that you're like, I really, really love this show. It's mm-hmm. like you almost question immediately, or at least I find myself like, it's going to get canceled. Yeah. yeah, not enough people are watching this show. But I mean, you know, they renewed it, so hopefully, it maybe if it finds its audience or kind of maintains its 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 uh, ratings or however they measure the shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome network well, show. Well, which actually is kind of an interesting bridge uh, to the whole topic of like how great television is right now. You were mentioning Mad Men, uh, Ronald. Yeah. I, don't, I guess everyone in here might watch Game of Thrones. I'm not sure. Yeah, everyone I, does. I definitely. I haven't um, watched the current season, unfortunately. But either way, these shows are all cable shows that have these shortened seasons, and Hannibal has got a 13-episode order this year, and if they got just renewed for that, 13 as well. it represents to me, like this very much feels like a cable show. You know, this oh, does totally. not feel like it, like it makes NBC seem really bold for putting this on. Not only is it very violent and very grotesque. I mean, some of the nightmarish images that have been on the show um, and creepy in that way. But it, it also makes me think that maybe the storytelling, you know, it's exciting to think they're going to do another season and it's also going to be short. Because what happens with a network show usually is that 22 episode yeah. order, they either beat the concept into the ground or they take a, a story that really doesn't need 22 episodes and so there's filler and yeah. there's some episodes where it the writing and the directing isn't up to snuff and i think that 13 episode season means they can take care with it if it comes out every year as like a mid-season show or if it starts in the spring i mean you know the networks seem to be adopting that cable model uh, now that's it of trying to have some kind of event show on at all times and i if, if this becomes like a show that we know every january or whatever you know that hannibal's going to start up again it, it it totally feels right that it's that that it's not a, it doesn't look like it's going to become a case of the week show where the, the like overall storyline falls NC, apart. Yeah, right. Even even though it has, it will be familiar to viewers of those types of shows. Oh sure. But what happens usually is that the and a, a couple of times I'll say there have been some far fetched things on that show that that I think logic you really kind of wonder like the the guy who killed himself by hanging himself up like an angel. Yeah. How did he do that? <laughs> uh, and there's another death where you really wonder like how the killer could have pulled off what they did. Um, but outside of those little leaps of logic, um, it, 
it does seem like there's an actual story there. Is yeah. it better than Dexter? I, I'm not a the huge fan of Dexter. The I've seen the first. I saw Dexter. the first season of Dexter, and it, it. I think it's better than the first season of Dexter. It's, it's there. I mean, it, it's. I got to see where they end with this season. And you're absolutely right, by the way. The way that these cable networks are, are these cable channels are forcing network television to adapt you to know, up the ante to to yeah. absolutely give us the best that you have in 13 weeks or whatever that lower number you want to pick because cable can do it and they're getting more viewers in network stations when you have shows like walking dead uh you know mad men uh whatever else game of thrones you know yeah. that mm-hmm. are getting more viewers weekly in those 13 week you know seasons that they and have. certainly have co- captured all the buzz too absolutely you know and like, not to mention what awards are, and everything else but yeah they have to do that like you're at, this is absolutely a show that you would see on amc or or or, or hbo whatever you want to pick because it, it is it, it's ballsy i mean mm-hmm. it definitely has the look of a, of a cable show and it's kind of exciting to see if a network can stay competitive because they absolutely have to. Because cable are the most; those networks are the most forward-thinking in terms of programming, yeah. and it's working. And mm-hmm. and you know that's the only reason people are subscribing to cable channels anymore. To be honest, in yeah. my opinion, it's the television programming. Yeah. It's not the it's not, it's not the movies that they. Yeah, can I go can't see. even remember the last time I was excited absolutely. about a movie that was premiering on HBO. Exactly. You know? But but yeah, I mean, it's a great point though. I mean, but definitely check out Hannibal. I'll t- awesome. I would say the other thing about Hannibal is there's you know ha- Hannibal the character cooks up a lot of uh, a lot of human parts. <laughs> yeah, the most beautifully photographed <laughs> food porn ever, and it's so twisted <laughs> that you know it's some poor guy's lungs Absol- or whatever. Yeah, uh, you know it's like it, it's so twisted, but it's so beautiful to look at. Cool, I'll really have good. To check it out. Yeah. I've been watching Banshee too. Though. I think it's Cinemax. Um, it stars Anthony Starr, and it's basically like a Small town, uh, a gentleman who is a criminal sees an opportunity when a sheriff gets killed um, and he assumes the identity of that sheriff and just kind of lives in this uh, small town. Now, one of the weirder parts about it is that this small town is also kind of that's Amish characters. And one of the head Amish gangsters is actually uh, one of the head gangsters is Amish. Um, and it's, it's weird, but one of the interesting, more interesting things about it is that this guy is assuming the role of someone. So he's constantly kind of hiding things and Mm -hmm. tucking things away that, you know, so it's, it's him dealing with real crime as a sheriff. Is he tucking his genitals away? (laughs) He's tucking his genitals away. You were actually watching Silence of the Lambs, I think. (laughs) And his, uh, his, his friend that helps him through the whole thing is a transgendered Asian man. Uh, the guy's just, definitely tucking his genitals. That works at a yeah, he definitely tucking his genital, genitals. That works at a salon. It's like a computer dude, but it's it's a really solid show so far. I've seen like two or three episodes. I I think Cinemax is trying. I think everybody's trying at this point. Um, it's funny the Cinemax. I mean, you've got stars. You've got you've got AMC. You've got HBO. Cinemax. I haven't heard as much. From them, Showtime's I guess had a couple of shows. Yeah, I really so obviously it's not just it's not just every cable network that can that can pull off that kind of prestige programming. But it seems like once one of those networks gets one show like that, yeah. they sort of start building around. I think it has a lot to do. I think I think the company that owns HBO I think is a owner of Cinemax. I as think well. so too because they show trailers for other shows. They're bundled. They, yeah, they're, they're like yeah. brother stations or sister stations, or whatever. So you almost feel like there's somebody like filtering the good shit. They so somebody knows like, well, this show's kind of shitty. Let's put it on, on Cinemax. <laughs> oh man! Also, Magic City on Stars. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
has like a Mad Mini kind of feel to it. It's not quite as good yet, but I mean, I like the feel of it. Magic City stars. So, well, you know, I watch all, a lot of the shows we've just mentioned. I watch uh, all the greats, Wife Swap, uh, Hoarders, <laughs> everything. Yeah. But I just recently marathoned uh, a show that I would say is a great show. And I don't know that I would have even uh, watched the show had it not been for you guys feverishly recommending oh, it to man. me. Oh, man. What show is that? It's a little show called South La End. <laughs> Southland, which uh, is relevant to this conversation you were talking about with Happy Endings, mm-hmm. a show that just recently was sort of unceremoniously canceled. Yeah, uh, Southland was a show that existed in the margins. For, it got five seasons, mm-hmm. but never really bubbled over to, to the point where, I mean, you two were the first that I remember hearing that I sort of trusted talking about it being good. Um but for a show that was around as long as it was, uh, you would think a show this good would have found a bigger audience. And they just announced after the end of the fifth season, which ended in a fucking crazy way. <laughs> Shitstorm. <laughs> um, uh, that they were not going to go on to make a, a, a season six. Um, I had read that there was brief talk of a movie to wrap things up, but then they said they weren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so now that last episode, I now remember that when I said to you guys, did you hear Southland got canceled? I hadn't seen the last episode yet. All right. So, so now yeah. I know why you guys look so stricken and pale when I told <laughs> I wanted you that, to that was... beat your face yeah. in. <laughs> but oh. given that that's the case, that's one thing I would say is just knowing that that is how it ended. What was this show designed to do except just take our heart out and yeah. stomp it into the dirt Man, the, Man. this went it, i mean it went from like in a tense cop show to almost like a horror film you say a tense cock show cock, cop show <laughs> cock show which which we actually would that would fit. be spartacus <laughs> yeah that is a cock that was show. the tense cock show it just it, it felt like a horror film southland is a or was god rest its soul was a a cop show that to me hit a different I mean, I have a few cop shows that I put way up there. The Wire is probably my favorite cop show. Mm-hmm. But it's almost unfair to call it a cop show because it really was about society and sure. about institutions yeah. and how that fails people and how human life is worth less every day. Um, and use cops and robbers as a way to make you want to watch a story mm-hmm. like that. Uh, another great cop show was The Shield. But it was it was so dark and so heightened and over the top. Like, those characters... We're, we're, that was like a show about hell. You know, the yeah. shield was was not really about. I mean, I'm sure there are cops that are a, a fraction of that corrupt, but you didn't feel like the shield was really about cops. Sure. Southland for me was the first time that I've really seen a show delve into the fucking job. Yeah, it was the about beat. the job. It was yeah. like a workplace story, and it really made you feel the difference between the patrolmen and the detectives. I've always known this watching cop shows that there's this tension, but this show really, like, you really felt that divide between the type of work that the investigative police were doing versus the the the, the guys out on the street chasing people down and stuff. Yeah. You know, I think I told you guys before that one of the things I loved about that show was just all the sound effects. When they're sitting in that car and every little key, the key's rattling when they run yeah. over a speed bump, the, the, the squeaking of the leather seats, them getting out of the car and you can hear all their gear rattling. It's like all those little, it, I just felt so much like I was a fly on the wall watching these yeah. guys do their job. And that's that was what was fascinating about that show. Now, when shit got dark, it, got really it meant dark. you were a fly on the wall for some really dark stuff. And the- you, I've never. Se- I don't know if you guys will agree. I've never seen an episode that I felt like this could never happen. I've never seen. That's that was the cool part about it. Yeah, I feel like with good cop shows, 
And that's kind of why I didn't like the shield. Like I felt like there was it's just too hyper real well, for me. Well, or not real. I mean, yeah, the shield yeah. was was like it was designed to show you like I said, these guys who have decided to react to being in hell mm-hmm. by becoming by becoming, you know, the worst people in hell. When someone does something corrupt on Southland, yeah. you feel queasy about You're it. Like, man, this is not what I thought they were gonna do. And one of our characters that we follow from the beginning ends up getting into some really dark shit right yeah. towards the end. Uh and I mean that was surprising to me because that character was almost our our uh, you know, the character who over whose shoulder we're being introduced to this world. Yeah. Uh, turns out to be someone who we don't really want to spend much time with. There's a recurring theme on Southland that lying as a cop will blossom into some crazy shit constantly. Yeah. And I guess that's honesty cuz that's it's 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 cool to see the best villains are the people that do not believe that they're villains. They mm-hmm. see themselves as good people and their their rules that they apply to their lives are their rules and this is morality to them this is their brand of morality to see everybody kind of colliding on whatever path they feel like is morally okay mm-hmm. within within the parameters that they've created is what makes the show so cool because like you see a gangster that in his head he's just maintaining his life mm-hmm. he just wants to survive like the cop does except right. he's on the wrong end of the law and to see them kind of bump heads you know, and, and and what's cool is like some people acknowledge that. Some people acknowledge that during the course of the struggle that these people are just living, and some cops recognize that. I've read where uh, a lot of police have come out and said that this Southland represents the most realistic depiction that they've seen wow. of their job, particularly of the patrolmen in, yeah. in the cars. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about the kind of broad strokes of the show. I I gotta ask Steve just how great uh, is uh, Michael Cudlitz as John Cooper on this show. Amaze balls, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amaze balls, and not to talk too much about the last episode, but I think he's the character that you really. I actually say him, and I'd also say Sean Hattie's character, Sam. Yeah, those two are the ones I've really latched onto through the seasons, and and felt like one was like my rule, mm-hmm. and one was my gauge for like how much a cop can go through change wise, like. I think with Michael Cullis's character, it's more physical and, and towards the end, a little more emotional. But with Sammy's character, there's so much emotional. And, and you see what he goes through with his child, with his wife, with his partners. No, oh, his fucking you know, wife. And, and, his, and, his, and his, even his role in the department. Yeah. You know, he starts out as a detective and then goes to the, you know, mm-hmm. I guess a beat cop or whatever. And, but yes, not, not to dissuade. Not yeah. dissu- I, I just love Sean Hattesey in the show, but, but Cutlass is a beast, man. And, yeah. um, and I feel like I've seen him pop up in other things, right? Oh, yeah, he's been in like tons of movies. But I never noticed. He's always the guy in the background, you know, yeah. like, but this was definitely his, and it's really crazy that like, really there's been no attention to this show for any kind of Emmy right. consideration. This I mean, even, even, um, Regina King, Regina King is, is who, stellar. Again, who I have seen in a hundred things and never thought. She was bad, but never thought much of her. But within a few episodes on this show, I was just... Yeah. I mean, I remember writing you guys saying, like, the, the acting was so good. Uh, Across the board. Yeah. 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 Really? There really isn't a... I don't really think there's a weak link in the show. Even C. Thomas Howell mm-hmm. as Dewey in this show, like, you He's just, so like... He's so good at it. He evolved so you, much. Yeah, you're like, what What the hell is happening <laughs> yeah. on this show? And how is this not a show that everybody is at least aware of and given a shot to? Right. But, you know, it airs one season on a network, gets picked up, then gets dropped... And then TNT comes along and saves a day. And what? So yeah, so they aired Ugh. six seasons, and then they 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 got. I, I don't know if that season was supposed to be short, but NBC aired six episodes. Uh, six. 
Yeah. I wish there was a sixth yeah, six. season. Oh, boy. See, Optimism, that's wishful John. thinking. And NBC aired six episodes of the first season. I don't know if it was supposed to stop there, but it seems that they stopped and they were retooling the show and they were bringing yeah. it back for a second season. And then in between the first and the second season, they decided not to bring it back. Is that right? And then yeah. TNT purchased the rights of the picked fir- up the, the remaining episodes. Yeah. And that was what the second season was, was the six episodes that had already been shot for NBC or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So then in the third season is the first season that was made on TNT's dime. And then you've got three seasons that are 10 episodes long. So, I mean, it, as far as shows that you can marathon, it's it's 42 episodes, essentially. Um, very watchable by today's standards with everybody, you know, on their lunch break watching something. I, I was, there aren't a lot of cheap ways to consume this show. I mean, I guess it's available on DVD for rental, but it's not on yeah. Netflix. I don't know if it's on Hulu. I'm not sure. Um, I, a, I don't know. I should check that because I have Hulu Plus. I should... But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're right. It's strange that a show of this quality, uh, Clearly, NBC was kind of grooming it to be the follow-up for ER. I think when it came out, it was like when ER had just ended. And so quickly, I guess they just decided it wasn't the big hit they wanted it to be. But it seems like almost a cowardly move now to shuffle it off because it just just got better and better. However, I think that once it hit its... I think that third season... It was good up to that point, but that third season is really where it's it's like it it had streamlined it down to the people you were going to be following for the rest of the show. And even though I missed some of the extra characters that went on, it was such a focused piece of storytelling. And yeah. and and the way they would end an episode, even it's like it would end at an odd point. It would always end like a couple seconds before you thought it was going to end, or a couple seconds after yeah. you thought another show would go to black. You know, it was everything about it was just constantly keeping you keeping you off balance, and uh, and. It used it, it, the, another thing they did was it's one of the first shows. It, it even did it better than The Wire that used every bit of the screen for something. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have a scene where some people are arguing, you have to pay attention to the people in the corner. You have to pay attention to the people in the back. It rotates. There's so much going on that you almost like you get surprised constantly in, at everything that happens. It's it uses the screen the way I, I the way I'd, I I'd never imagined that it ever. It reminds me of when you watch those like videos of explosions and things like that. When there's like things going on in the background, and you need to pay attention. You're like something smoking and something. It it, it it becomes this like really organic sort of chaos. It's chaos. It's controlled chaos, and it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I'm sad. I'm so sad that it's. Gone. But in a weird way, that ending has such integrity now that we know that that if if that is the last image mm-hmm. of those characters that we ever see, it almost sums up the oh, tragedy yeah. of all these characters. But particularly the one character that you know are maybe the best character on the show, maybe the lead you could say for the whole show. Yeah. To wrap that character up in such a strange, tragic way, it it, it yeah it it cuts so deep, man. It's so it's so cruel what happens. To that character emotionally, this man, and to see that you 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 know, I mean, he's grasping at things to stabilize his life, and we see trying. how those we see how those things kind of drift away, and so here's this super strong person that, and it, well, because of what happens in the episode right before that, holy shit, it's like a nightmare from, it's like the nightmare version of, uh, you remember in Breaking Bad when um, when Jesse was being held by the the two tweakers yeah. who were trying to break into yeah. the ATM. There's that second to last episode of Southland yeah. reminded me of that. But oh. it was like the dark version of that. The, yeah. the no fun, you know, whereas on Breaking Bad you get some laughs out of it. There were and no laughs. On Southland there's almost no laughter. I, yeah. I love that about it, man. And the, and it really 
And even the jokes that are on the show are kind of corny, but you get the sense that this is the way that people joke with each other. Like, I didn't think we were supposed to think that Dewey was funny. I think we were supposed to see that in his world, he's the Joker, the the C. Thomas Howell character. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff. Lots of fun, grim, (laughs) awful, depressing stuff. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Southland. You do find little pockets of people that seem to actually watch it and know how good it is. I, I have not found anyone who watched it and didn't like it. That's how it was with Steve. Like, I was so surprised to find out that he watched it as religiously as I did. And then when we started, because it, he and I, Steve and I, and you, we all have this thing about good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bad because when you watch the commercials, they don't really convey anything different than you see in any other cop show. But I think the reason why I gave it a try was because I had seen the beginning of it. I mm-hmm. saw the beginning. One time I was turning on NBC and I saw the beginning of it. And I was like, this is probably one of the more unique beginnings I've ever seen to a show. And then the the yeah, narration. Even in that first, even in that first episode, there you're like riding along. You're like you really feel like they just throw you down in the car, yeah. and you're you're dealing with again the work these guys are doing. Yeah. So. I so yeah, Southland. We encourage you to seek it. out. I guess we we can't really recommend an easy way to watch it for free online or anything. You could probably like that, get the first season for cheap somewhere, but yeah. yes, watch it. It's, just just find it. Find it. It's not easy, it. but it's worth worth the effort. You all have your ways. Everyone yeah. out there has ways of getting things. Find a way to watch the show. I'm gonna buy them. No, you're not. I am seriously. Oh man, I'm very depressed right now. I'm talking about these shows are no longer on. Yeah. We're talking about how great they are, and we're just like, oh, and I'm thinking, oh god, I'm never gonna see it again. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna see it again. I downloaded Pushing Daisies seasons one and two. Actually, I I don't um, know. So I, I have them shows. in my life. And I'm going to do the same thing for Southland. Yeah. Just get them all on. Hang on to that. Yeah. Other shows? Other shows that are... Well, Ronald mentioned Happy Endings. I don't want to go too yeah. deep into that. It's just another great comedy that's not like the stupid shit that's on every sitcom yeah. network show that people love. It's not Two and a Half Men or How I Met Your Mother or... I mean, not that I hate it, but The Big Bang Theory. Like, you know, those types of shows. Like, Friends for the 21st Century. It, that's I all think. it is. That's all it it's, is. It's really, really well Lots written. of awesome, fun, hilarious cultural references that, I don't know, I don't know, most people get, people of our age yeah, get, and that definitely. are just different. I think a lot of shows that are different, they just don't make it, like, you know, especially sitcoms. I feel like this show and New Girl both came out around the same time, and it was like you knew one of them was going to probably survive, and mm-hmm. initially I thought it was going to be happy endings, and, you know, I, I am a fan of both shows, uh, but I think I definitely enjoy Happy Endings more. Same. But it just does. It just didn't find it, its audience. It got mo- It it fell victim to being moved around constantly, like time slots, and that's never a good sign. Yeah. Because it never that that consistency never lets it find a, an audience really. Um, but man, what a what a great show. I mean, I, I, like we said before, talks of USA possibly picking it up. Um, I don't know how likely that is. It almost seems like it's just rumors at this point. But well, now that now that. It's happened with a couple of shows where things have found a new home or gotten life elsewhere. Didn't Cougar Town get picked up by oh, yeah, a different Cougar network? Town, yeah. And the big example, obviously, that's been everyone's been talking about it recently is you know Netflix picking up Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, for a fourth season that uh, membership has gone up five percent since. And, and the way it dropped, out. I mean, it's it's interesting that that is a viable model now. But what I thought was interesting about when Arrested Development came out this past weekend. Was the or by the time you're hearing this, it'll actually be almost two weeks ago. But the fact that the assumption was that you're going to marathon these shows, kind of the same way it was with House of Cards. A lot of people, when that show came on, it was just like 
You just take it. You, you just, it, you just yeah, sit down and watch it straight through because that seems to be the way people consume a show they're really into now. They find it on Netflix. They find it on DVD. They watch it all at once. I mean, I don't know. I, I've heard enough people say that about happy endings. I wonder if they're saying it because there actually is that kind of uh, fandom behind it and it might happen or if that's just now every time a show gets killed in a way that feels premature, if there's going to be this brief period mm-hmm. of people hoping that it's going to get picked up. Because a few, you know, uh, we you were saying that Hannibal's been renewed, but when that was up in the air, yeah. uh, you know, there was already talk about the production company taking it to a different network. So clearly now, well, the, same thing, yeah. I mean, it the, the, the network is yeah. almost, not to say it's totally irrelevant, but it does seem like if a show's successful enough to maintain that kind of cult following, maybe a Netflix or a, a you know, a TNT or something like that, maybe they can afford to to give it more of a chance because they're trying to create a brand for themselves, you know, whereas NBC, which you know, an ABC, those networks. I mean, I don't think the networks really seem to know what they're doing right now. I have not, there have not been a glut of, of new network shows yeah. that people have really fallen in love with recently. I wonder if Amazon's going to take a shot on any of the shows because the. Well, they had Zombieland like eight pilots that they dropped work. or something, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. Zombieland just didn't. No, those, those shows looked so cheap. Yeah. I tried to watch the pilot episode that they gave away for free, and mm-hmm. it was. That's pretty bad. I kind of want to see it through, but I couldn't. I couldn't bear it. Well, Ronald, I know you're not a big Arrested Development fan, but Steve, you said you've watched some of the episodes. Were you a fan of Arrested Development? Or? I loved Arrested Development. What do you think of the new ones? I'll be honest. The first two that I've... That, well, actually, I'm up to think four right now um, as of recording this podcast, but the first ones it didn't knock me out. I mm-hmm. mean, I felt like it took me a little bit to get back into it, and I think when we kind of got into the episode where Tobias was a little more focused... Or when you see more of him, mm-hmm. like it, these episodes are like almost more like standalone, kind of getting these characters. It's really back an experiment, you know. Yeah, they're trying to do that. Um, I mean, it's different. Let's go ahead and say, yeah. as a season, it's it's differently constructed totally. because the it was based on the availability of the actors. Yeah, they wrote around it. But part of me wants to see what someone does when they're trying to do something a little different. So calling it Arrested Development season four. Seems a little wrong because it's not constructed the way the other seasons of the show were constructed. Right. But I've enjoyed just spending time with those characters again. Uh, and the whole idea that the show's trying to kind of catch us up on what's been going on in the intervening time. I think that stuff's really funny, but there's a certain kind of and then, and then, and like the storytelling is that sort of, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. It, it Even having seen all of them, okay. it doesn't quite build to a resolution at the end of the 15 episodes. And it occurred to me that the first season Arrested Development was on, they didn't know they were coming back after the first season. And so they wrapped things up to yeah, some extent. Yeah. The second season, the same way. They didn't know, so they wrapped things up. Third season, they didn't know if they were coming back. In fact, they weren't. They wrapped things up. This is the first time they've ended a chunk of episodes with the assumption that yep. there's going to be something after this. Absolutely. I mean, the talk has been that there's going to be a movie and what Mitchell Hurwitz, yeah. the creator of the show, had said was that if he did a movie at this point, he would have to spend the first half of the movie getting the characters back together. Right. Oh, okay. And so the show, this season of the show sort of exists to show what the characters have been up to and put them in a position where they're back in each other's lives. Because at the end of the third season of the show, they were sort of, the family had sort of exploded, you know? Yeah. So, Pressure. and I, like, I'm, uh, creatively, I think that's a really cool decision, but it's the first time an Arrested Development season has ended in such a way that feels kind of incomplete and gives you that kind of narrative blue balls of now I'm going or at the end of it before this show came back I was like happy that it, I was happy with it you know now that it's come back I it, they have to have more does that make any sense yeah. it's like at the end of season four if you're a fan you've you've got to see what happens after this because they leave so many things up in the air mm. but at the end of every season of the show it didn't have that so I didn't really spend the last eight years 
waiting for the show to come back. I was glad when it did, but uh, no, I enjoyed it, but it's definitely different from yeah, the show. It, it definitely felt different to me. I mean, I got to get further into it to give my opinion. Truly, I would say but... when you get to the, if, if you're a Tobias yeah. fan, the Tobias episodes, and there's two, are probably the funniest. Like, That's, I, the, I feel that. As far as the, like, the belly laughs, yeah. the funniest. But I would say throughout, some of those things that don't quite work in the early episodes get deeper as it goes along. Mm. Like there's stuff you assume about the first episode that like, for instance, when you finally get to the episode that's from George Michael's point of view, the Michael Sarah character, um, you see like every one of those scenes has a different meaning than it seemed to have because you now know what those characters were actually doing. And so it, it does develop. I don't know that it makes it funnier. Right, right. And it doesn't make it more like... Arrested Development, be, yeah. but it's still it's like I'm so turned on by the experiment of it that I love the I love the fact that they found a creative solution to not being able to get all these actors together, um, and I love the fact that they went ahead and did it anyway. Um, what do you think about the the character of Michael and how how he's kind of been brought low uh, at the beginning of this new season, the Jason Bateman character? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can just shut up, Ronald, because you don't like Jason Bateman anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but this show is the reason. Eyes. This show is the reason why I love people like yeah, Jason exactly. Bateman, and I still think I thought he was great. But he's definitely playing a more, a more like sad asshole version of the character in this season. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got to watch more of it to be honest with you. I'm not mm-hmm. into it enough. I mean, the first episode, which I guess you're referencing. Well, the first episode is like a Michael. It's ep- his. It's yeah. eccentric on the Jason Bateman character, and whereas in the earlier seasons, it was always like. He was kind of the good one or the yeah, normal one. Yeah. What you're sort of seeing is that when he's not around his family, he doesn't. When you compare him to you know to the world without his family being around to make him look good, yeah, he's he's a much worse person. But I always liked more the idea that he actually had a good heart. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, totally. and, and really, the relationship between he and Michael Sarah's Sarah. character was sort of the heart of the show. And so what they've done with these with this new season, if they've twisted that relationship. And it makes the show a little darker, yeah. Just because you don't have that heart. But then that is that. That's probably what happens though, as time goes yeah. on too in that world. Maybe so you got to go with that. I was just thinking of the the joke in the first episode when he was trying to like change his name, like calling him something else. And you suggest calling him Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> like God, that's so. Because George Michael is like sad that his name George Michael has all these negative associations uh, because of George Michael being caught the, being caught in, in the, the restroom. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. And and then. <laughs> right after he's suggesting Boy George, the the story about Boy George being arrested for assaulting someone sexually comes uh, up. Yeah, that that's great stuff. Yeah, that, well, I mean, and that stuff is alive and well. Yeah, if, totally. Even if you think the overall structure of it is not as good as the other seasons, which again, I still I enjoyed it, even though it's I it I don't think that it can. For one thing, the episodes are longer. Yeah, it's not as it's not like those twenty two minute episodes just really sing. They just yeah. zip by. These episodes are a little bloated. But one of the things that it still has intact is that weird Arrested Development, clever, weird joke that is weird at first and then gets layered and layered and layered. All this wordplay, all these weird misunderstandings, they, they still have that great knack. Yeah. And for one, like Will Arnett, who was a fucking revelation when Arrested Development came on. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. in that role of Joe, oh, absolutely. who hasn't really had much to do or hasn't been able to top that with anything else, seeing that. Will Arnett back in that role has been is one of my favorite things the about this batch of episodes. Yeah. yeah, like he he's he's great as Joe Bluth or G O Bluth. <laughs> I like him in that show with Christina Applegate. Did Up that get canceled? Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, it got it got it was being changed. It got retooled from like, a like fifteen times. Yeah, and then then she dropped out, and then he I don't know what happened with it, but yeah, I, like that I, show. I don't know, but I don't think it's happening anymore. Damn. But yeah, I gotta I gotta watch the rest of the rest of the rest of development episodes. I was gonna say the other one I was thinking of. By the time this airs, it'll already have premiered again. But you're talking about <clears throat> some of these 
series going to like Netflix and things like that. But The Killing, which is a series that was on AMC yeah. for two seasons, got canceled, but then got a deal going with Netflix where Netflix would basically share the distribution costs with AMC. So what? that, you know, the part of the deal is that as it airs on AMC, I think it's a week later the episode airs on netflix as well wow and in, in certain countries it's like the same night or the or the night after that's neat um but again a reason now you know netflix access to netflix access to streaming media uh not that i think it's the greatest show it's a show i definitely watched and was into um it got resurrected you know at one point it was gonna be like oh netflix is gonna buy it and just have the same kind of situation where this is gonna have a second life on netflix but instead they kind of made it a hybrid situation where they could still have the network or the cable channel, you know, actually air the premiere episodes, but then give it life, mm. you know, immediately almost, in, in most cases, on, on Netflix. So, still a way to maybe, that might be a model that we see more of in the future is where these, the they find ways to, you know, have this cost-sharing model where, where they get access to it quicker instead of it being, season two is posted on Netflix now. It's like, oh, it aired Sunday? Oh, Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday night. It's yeah. going to be on Netflix. Even a week later would I think be great. It, I think it is a week for yeah. for the U.S. Right. I think I want to say in like Europe or or, or some, like Ireland or Germany, one of the one of the markets that uh, AMC has this con, like it's like the night after, like which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's cool because I mean, if you miss it, get the Netflix membership, might as well catch it on there. I mean, have you ever had one of those shows where your DVR misses it for some reason and you realize you're not going to watch it and you see, oh, the next day it's on iTunes, but I don't want to spend money on it and it's not going to be on demand yeah. for totally. a few days? Exactly. Like, that's exa- that's it, it. It, it. It would be great for some something to be right in that zone yeah. of yeah, like, I missed it. For it for the star shows. They did it for all of the star shows like Spartacus and, and Magic City and stuff like that. Whenever something would air, it show up. Do you know if that's something like where they were doing the same thing where they were like I sharing was, distribution I'm, I'm, and things I'm like that? I'm not sure. I should look that up because it, it was I didn't like, even know that had yeah. happened with the killing. That yeah. They had, that's yeah. how I, I didn't know it, that it, premier, it will have premiered the Sunday before this episode airs but I mean day after season two ended it's like it's canceled. It's not being renewed. Mm-hmm. And then a week later it's like oh Netflix is going to buy it. And a week later than that, it's like, oh, well, they reached a deal, so they're, it's coming back. And, you know, Peter Sarsgaard's in this season. And, you know, it's like legit again. You know, mm-hmm. they have a whole new or mostly new cast. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Any other show? Well, there's one other show that ended recently that I guess should deserve a little passing glance. I, I found out you aren't a huge fan of the show for the last couple of years, oh, but The just, Office yeah. just went off the air. Were you a fan of The Office, Steve? I love The Office. Me too. I'd say, you know, since, the first... you know, even, even, the, even in season six, uh, like when you knew that Michael Scott or Steve Carell was leaving the show, mm-hmm. you know you I, you could definitely feel them trying to set something up, you know, for how it would exist without him. And I think that transition from like a comedy, like a straight up comedy show with some dramatic bits, it almost more in the later seasons, like I felt like it became more dramatic at times with some comedy bits. It like it like yeah. flip flopped. Yeah, um, when it went more to like the relationship drama than the situational comedy. Um, Which is such a such a shame because the early seasons of that show, with all the crazy comedy, when they would sprinkle in the heartfelt stuff, it had such impact. That's what I, yeah. That's As exactly the show what I mean. went along, I felt like.